This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, August the 4th, 2016. Well, hey there. Welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. It's Thursday. You're almost there, folks. You're almost there. This is the Patriot Radio News Hour. My name's Homer Lopez, and I welcome you to the show. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. And it's as easy as giving us a call at 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Sarah is here today to take your phone calls, take your order, answer your question, or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. There, it's point and click. It's that easy. You can look at the product. You can order the product. You can join the Patriot Trading Preferred Metals Group program. What an amazing program that is to become a part of. And this year, the numbers have climbed and climbed each week as people are seeing the advantage of that program. What we do here is deliver economics with attitude, and the person behind that show, the man with that attitude, his name's Joe Jaquin. He's the CEO and president of the company. Joe, it's day four of a hostage situation. Know, right? If you are at work and you don't want to be outside in the rain, how are you today? I'm a little sore today. Hey, man. You've been working out. Been That's working good. Out and, uh, yeah. Taking yeah. a little boot camp. I don't like it. Nobody likes it, dude, especially at first. I mean, the, today, you know, the thing I'll tell you is, you know, you sit there and you do squats and you do push-ups and you do all these things. The next morning you wake up and you can't even move those muscles you worked on the night before. Getting on the toilet is something to be <laughs> it's a work in progress just to bend your life. Wow, that's too much information. It but, is TMI. But we had a lot. Of, speaking of good news, though, we had a lot of good things happen if you are in the gold market. Uh, the Bank of England... Uh, just like we thought they would, they lowered interest rates. They're now at a quarter of a percent, but on top of that, they didn't stop there. Nope, they're going to start buying debt up, uh, launching quantitative easing in the U.K. Uh, that's got gold above $1,360 once again this morning. Australia cut rates as well. I think they did that the other day, uh, and... You know, we just live in this new, new world where the value of your hard-earned money, uh, at least in, in, in regards to the people that are supposed to be the protector of that hard-earned money, uh, talking about the central bank saying, yeah, nah, it's really not worth that much anymore, but no wonder why so many people are now uh, just piling in. Well, I was reading... All kinds of different, you know, analysts and, you know, people forecasting. And, and, you know, that's what people do, right? They come out and they say, this is headed higher, this is headed lower. And and uh, Eric used to tell this great story about how a lot of these guys out there, they call half their clients and tell them this company's going higher and then call the other half of their clients and tell them, hey, the same company's going lower. That way they got a 50-50 chance of being right, you know. And then if it goes, let's just say they said it was going higher, the, the, and it goes higher, then he calls b- back those same uh, customers that he said were going higher, tells half of them it's going higher even still, 
and then tells the other half it's going long. You know? Well, that's one way to break even, it sounds right? like to I, me. Just, right, you keep pushing the end. But I've been reading all of these reports. Now, most of them obviously are, you know, just like we said, hey, all the fundamentals for why uh, you're going to see higher and much higher gold price. But one guy, there was one that said, that's it for the year. For gold, this is this that's is it. it. That's it for this year. It anyway. hit the ceiling. Yeah, it hit the ceiling for this year, and his reason for it was physical demand is through the roof. And well, I, hey, listen, remember at the beginning of the year we couldn't get silver, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, right of all the reasons, right? I mean, a great reason would be, hey, you know what? The price is going higher, and people stop buying. I've actually never seen one where where they've actually said, so many people are buying it, that's got to be it. So anyway, I, I just found that interesting. But uh, the Bank of England uh, really helping out the, the story once again. And what an interesting world we live in. I mean, it's just incredible to think about the devaluation of all of this fiat money all over the globe. And don't be fooled. We're not hiking rates in September. We're not hiking rates in whatever the next one, October, you know, December, you know, this on-the-table stuff. The, the, I think we really need to start getting ready for what's really coming next, which is probably we're just going to fall in line, right? Everybody else, better, you know, England hadn't had a rate cut in seven years. You know, when you think about, you know what, we're on that same cycle. So uh, is the United States next? Uh, of course, this is Jobs Week. Today it was first-time jobless claims. Uh, and actually trending a little higher. Uh, 269,000 people lined up for unemployment benefits for the first time this week, or I guess last week. And... Uh, that was a little higher than people had expected, and it's been a, that's a little that's on the higher side that we've seen in the last three, four, five months now. Uh, and then I saw this one uh, it was it was Office Depot. Get ready for more empty storefronts. Office Depot announced this morning that after plans to merge with Staples, of course, that merger of Staple and Office Depot. That was shot down by the FCC because apparently that wouldn't be enough competition for all of us to buy post-its. Well, interesting. Right? Now, let banks continue right. to do that. But I'm sorry, your office supplies cannot merge. But really, the real issue was they, they knew that this was going to come. Whether they merged or not, These both of these companies were going to close hundreds, if not thousands, of stores. They say that now it's going to close 300 more stores over the next... 36 months to help cut costs by $250 million a year. Patriot Radio News Hour. Come back if you can take it. Butter on that biscuit. Patriot Radio News Hour. Double J in the love. Our toll free number 800 951 As the month of August is upon all of us and you know, we had, like I said, jobless claims today a little hotter than people would like. Tomorrow concludes Jobs Week with the government number for how many jobs were created. 
And you know what's funny is I really, normally, you know, you have all the estimates out there. I haven't seen that many. So my guess is they'll take anything uh, that isn't 38,000. Remember, the, what, what, I think that was May or whatever it was. Uh, by the way, Challenger Gray in Christmas, they track the mass layoff. Of course, Staples isn't going to help their office people. won't help that number for next month. Uh, they said mass layoffs. That's when you have to notify your state. Uh, most of it, most of the time, that's if you're going to lay off 50 people or more. Was up 29 percent from June to July, uh, and somewhere in uh, somewhere around 60,000 people. Uh, you know, and the funny thing was is I didn't find that anywhere. Used to be, you know, and it's funny how things change. That used to be a number. That was on television. That used to be a number that, you know, when you went to the, you know, like uh, CNBC or Market Watch, those websites, that would be one of those articles right there. Challenger Gray and Christmas, layoffs up or down or whatever. Now it's not even, I had to actually Google it to find it. Right. You know? Right, yeah. Just one of those things. But it doesn't fit the narrative. Isn't that funny how, you know what, this is the, the, the big companies controlling what the media puts out there. You know? You, well, well, you get spoon-fed spoon the, the news. The, the, the big news. media is big, right? So, right? You know, there's only a handful of them left. But, yeah, it, it's big business letting you know. And uh, it was really interesting. Uh, and more and more now, I'm finding myself having to go to different sources to find uh, what people are talking about because now even these guys with their websites are all diluted. Matter of fact, CNBC, right? This is a a stock channel. Their website is a quote-unquote stock-based website. And they always have, you know, the, the headline, right? And they'll have, you know, 4, 8, 10, 12, headline articles. You know, those are the ones, hey, pay attention to this. This morning, you know what, three of them are about Donald Trump. Well, that is the leading current events. Right, yeah, I guess current events. What does that have to do with, they didn't have the job, they didn't have the jobless claims as the headline. Well, what's interesting is, once again, the media is driving what they think you need to know, or they're trying to spoon feed you away from that horrible news. I guess, I just just hilarious. But anyway, here was something, and just another person, okay? And I'm trying to to educate, you know, part of the reason, like, why do we have the news on our website the way we do? You know, we could easily just turn it into a, you know, here's all the coins and do all this and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but why is it, and we could have one of those static pages. Right? Why do you want to own gold and and IRA information and a couple of charts and and have it never change? Right? Like most of our, pretty much all of our competitors do. But why do we do it differently? And and the answer is really simple. We want to educate you. Right? Obviously, we we think it's important that everybody that has the means needs to own some gold and silver. That's that's just a fact. And, of course, when you sit there and you start thinking about all the idiocracy that you actually have to believe today, you, you more than ever, and you start looking at the numbers. You know, and I've been at this now 
what, 13, 14 years. And I remember when I first started getting in, I'm a numbers guy, and Homer will tell you that. I just have this capacity to retain a lot of information when it comes to numbers. When I first started, you know, when I started working for Eric in 2003, 2004, 2005, you know, that physical demand, physical demand, take Silver Eagles, 7 million, 6, 7, 8 million, max. That's how many ounces a year were sold in United States mintage. Now you fast forward to today, that number now is almost 50 million. 50 million. We, from 6 million, 7 million to 50 million. I mean, that's a, that's a monumental change. The gold side of it, I mean, you're talking about metric ton changes. Huge, huge changes in the amount of physical gold that is being purchased. You know, we did the Australian Mint article where the Austri- uh, I'm sorry, the Austrian Mint, let me get that right, the other, what was that, last week or maybe it was Monday? It was Monday. Monday. The Austrian Mint. And of all the mints, they're probably one of the smaller ones said, hey, from, and they only release, they release every July. So from July 2015 to June of 2016, this tells you how big the problem really is. They, they announced that they had sold 41 metric tons of gold. So this is gold coins that, you know, like the Philharmonic is their bread and butter coin. 41 metric tons. And you know, a metric ton is about 44, 45 million dollars. And they did that 41 times. And you kind of get the the scope and, and, and you get the how big of a number that really is. You know that 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 alone, just in physical demand from one and one of the smaller mints, it's over one point eight. It's almost two billion dollars of demand, and, and you're starting to see. You know, this isn't demand, and no offense, right? This isn't demand of someone going out there and saying, "Hey, I want to buy a uh, uh, a half ounce coin." You know, I want to buy uh, a quarter ounce, or I want to buy a tenth ounce. These are these are volumes where people that have more money than they know what to do with are are buying up, you know, vaults full of this stuff. Why do you think that is? This is something quite honestly the world has we've never seen this before. Ever. It's just never happened where you have individuals that are now acting like, you know, especially the ones with the means, they're acting like many central banks. 
You know, and really when you think about, uh, you know those little safes they sell at, at Costco? Yeah. You know the ones and they got the little uh, keypad, right? And you punch it in your little combination and the door opens. It's probably, what, two, three feet tall by two two feet wide, right? You know the ones I'm talking about? They probably run three or $400 or something like that, maybe uh, – Maybe a little less, maybe a little more. But I think it's like about 300 bucks they sell them for. You know how much gold you could put in there? You know, you think about, oh, that's not that big, right? It's not a very big area. But do you know how much gold you could fit in that safe? You know, I, 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 I've got my, 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 my uh, wheels are turning here, and I'm just going, uh, you could fit yourself... Um just by the ounce, by the ounce, I'm telling you, I'm millions. Millions. There you go. Millions. And I'm not talking about, you know, two or three million. You know, 10, 15, 20 million. You know, just in a, a small box. You know, a, you know, think of, a, you know, if you've ever gotten a delivery from us, they come in this innocuous looking, you know, a small brown box. You know, it may be six inches long by, you know, two inches tall, right? So figure about how many of those boxes that you could fit in there. But just one of those boxes, just one. You filled it up with $20 gold pieces, you get about a half a million dollars in each one of those. Well, you know what I was relating that to is last year's story when the couple living on their home in California, they purchased a home and they found three buckets of gold. And those buckets look like ice cream buckets. You know what I'm saying? They right, up and, right. And, and they, they estimated the worth based on the ounce, uh, the price per ounce, at over $50 million. Well, they had some older $20 gold pieces sure. that were in pristine condition. You remember that yellow. story, yeah, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I never heard the end resolution. Did they get to keep that? They did. That's fantastic. Okay, okay. Awesome story. I hope you all remember that because we did talk about that quite a bit last year. Anyway, there you go. But but my my story being, think about the Austrian mint, forty one metric tons of gold, and a metric ton is thirty two thousand one hundred and fifty ounces of gold, and 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 so you now you start to get. A little understanding, you know, and it's kind of like that one guy. Oh, I think gold's done for the year because physical demand's just so great. Of course, in England, they're piling on even more today. But you know, it's one of these things where what's next, and we're kind of seeing it all play out. You know, pretty much the way I said. You know what? I didn't think we'd raise that quarter of a point that we had done uh, the other year, and you know what? It turns out. We probably shouldn't have. Look at where we're at today. When you look at the history of the Federal Reserve, when they go on an interest rate hiking cycle, normally you get about a point a year for two years in a row before any type of pullback. In other words, they go quarter of a point every other meeting, for two straight years. Well, we're coming up now on 
what, where, where, where are we about? Uh, three quarters of the way through the first year, and they haven't raised yet, and they're not going to. But as we've seen, and I've given you the names, like guys like Bill Gross, guys like Alan Greenspan, guys like uh, Stanley Drunken Miller, and, and all these other guys that are, are these are, they're stock guys. They've made their billions by being like George Soros and all of these guys all saying the same thing. And then uh, this morning, the Business Insider posted a letter by the largest, uh, and by largest, they have the largest single hedge fund. I want to say they manage uh, somewhere along the lines of $150 billion. Okay. So this is a big hedge fund. Bridgewater Capital is the name of the fund. And they have said, we are getting ready. And we have just started what they're calling the new era of central banking. And I think it's fascinating. You're not going to, we're going to talk about this in the next segment. But now we're talking about, okay, the, the central bankers, they played their hand. Right, they did all the normal things that they would do during slow times. Right, they all cut interest rates. When that didn't work, they cut interest rates down to levels the world had never seen. When that didn't work, they invented a new terminology called quantitative easing. When that didn't work, they decided to try negative interest rates. Welcome back to Radio News Hour. And, you know, I've been telling I, probably the entire year now, I've been on this thing. you got to start getting ready for what's next. Don't sit there and do nothing. Because if you sit there and do nothing, by the time that what's next happens, you're too late. There's nothing wrong with being a little lower. Of course, you're not even early anymore, right? I mean, gold's up, you know, almost 30% this year. It's up 300 bucks. But here's the headline. The world's biggest hedge fund, this is a single fund, thinks the next radical change in central bank policy is almost upon us. In other words, This is what's next. It says that Bridgewater Associates sent a note to clients on Wednesday. Now, just so you know, 99.9% of you that listen to me, you don't even qualify to get a note from these guys. To be a client of Bridgewater, I hate to even know what your net worth needs to be to be a client of theirs. My guess is, this is just my guess, if you're not calling them and saying, hey, I've got at least a million dollars, they don't even take your phone call. How much money you got? Oh, you got $100,000? Yeah, no thanks. Go call, go call J.P. Morgan. Give Scott Dale Trade a try. Right, yeah. <laughs> try E-Trade. E-Trade. Written by Greg Jensen, Jason Rottenberg and Jeff Amato. These are essentially 
the, the big three guys at, at Bridgewater. They all sat down. And, and, you know, you think about this. Here these guys are, right? And they run the world's largest hedge fund. And they're sitting there trying to, you know, let's face it, they want to make money. Right? They want to make a lot of money. That's the reason why millionaires and billionaires give them money to say, hey, listen, I'm going to give you this money so you can make me even what? More money. And they've been sitting down and they've been watching. Who knows? Probably listen to this show. The note said that central bank policies up until now, okay, dropping interest rates, Right, that's a that's the textbook central bank policy. Right, no one ever expected to to have them go where they are, but that was a textbook policy. Uh, the the one that they invented after the financial crisis, called quantitative easing. This morning, the Bank of England did both of those things. They lowered rates and they started their quantitative easing. Haven't boosted economies enough, right? And some uh, some of these economies they haven't boosted it at all. I mean, look look at for our growth for one year from July to June was one percent. And these morons talk about raising rates. It's hilarious. Policymakers need to try something new something radical. Now think about this. Back in 2001, 2002, something like that, maybe it was between 01 and 03, Alan Greenspan had been on a interest rate cutting policy in here in the United States. Right, 9-11 happened, we went into this little recession, and remember, he had cut rates all the way down to the unthinkable level of 1%. Left them there for a whole year. Then got blamed for the housing bubble because of that. Now you think about where we're, where we're at. I mean, we've gone all the way to zero. We're at a quarter of a point. England's at a quarter of a point. Japan's negative. Europe's negative. And you think how radical just 13, 14 years ago, 1% was. That was radical. No one even heard the words quantitative easing before. And now we've had quantitative easing since the financial crisis. For eight years, we've had this thing of quantitative easing that hasn't worked. Now Bridgewater says, Central Bank, you know what, here's what they're not going to do probably what they should do. Take their ball and go home. Right? Raise interest rates back to normal. Stop all the quantitative easing. Put the whole world into another massive recession to try to restore some law and order. Nope. That's not that's not what they said, by the way. That's not their, their, the radical thing they, they say is coming. Here's what's coming. Here's why you need to be in this gold market. Putting money directly into the hands of the consumer. That's what they say. <laughs> what? 
are they going to do with it? <laughs> here's here's what they said exactly. This is from the note written to their clients on Wednesday. The world is not transpiring as most central bankers had expected. In other words, let's put it another way: these idiots don't know what they're doing. Okay, that's 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 what that that's a much nicer way. Of way to it. simplify that. Yeah, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. My I'm going to give you my Donald Trump. Right? These idiots don't know what the heck they're doing. Right? All the things that they ever learned in high school and college, getting their MBAs and their doctorate, apparently didn't apply anymore. They, they have had to constantly adjust their thinking. They're thinking about what interest rates and monetary policies are appropriate. They have tried to be more and more accommodative. They've had, they've had to ex- expected and buy more risky assets. Think about this. They're putting everybody... This is what I keep telling you. No one knows the price of anything. Because these guys just keep buying it all. All these risky assets that nobody in their right mind should a uh, central bank ever own. We believe that at this stage, either fiscal stimulation that is monetized or putting money directly into the hands of these spenders which they're now calling this, we got a new moniker, we got something else, to, a, a new one now. MP3. Wasn't that some, wasn't that a... That was a music playing program. A music playing yeah, program? That, well, it's it, the, um, the way it's stored. MP3. Okay, well, this is what they're calling this. Bridgewater is saying they're calling this policy that's coming MP3, the next logical move for central bankers. We'll talk about that next. Talking about what's next and people a whole lot smarter than me that know a whole lot more than I do have access to way more data than I could ever get my hands on are now saying MP3 central banks essentially handing out money. Essentially saying, hey, guess what? This stuff really isn't worth anything. Here, have some. I mean, that's really what it said. They say that, uh, to go on, I'm going to finish with the note, Japanese policymakers, while being technically careful not to break the rule of independence between the Japanese Central Bank and the Japanese Treasury, have moved forward in a practical way to create a de facto MP3. Of course, they say the by the Japanese buying the stock market, buying all the Japanese notes, buying what they're saying better corporate debt is a de facto way. But these moves to help on the margin and getting money into the hands of entities that will have an impact on the economy have underwhelmed. In other words, Bridgestone is saying it's not working. 
And this is really my my the thing that I think in my heart of hearts, this is what I believe. The central bankers aren't going to stop. And a matter of fact, here's what's going this is just what's going to in my mind is is happening. You know, you think back to like the Amero. You know, I remember when I first started that was the big talk where, hey, you know what? We're gonna get rid of the US dollar and we're gonna go to an Amero. You know, we're gonna join forces with Canada and Mexico and have a a currency. Kind of like the uh uh, uh the Euro. And of course now we already know the Euro's done. It's not going to make it. But so are all the other fiat currencies. They're done. The yen is done, the euro's done, the dollar is done. You look at all the banking regulation, it's starting to make sense. And I've said this to you over and over and over again. Right? I'm pretty smart. Right? And I and I like to tell you, hey, this is what's next. But every time I do that, I come to find out by the time I've gotten all the pieces of the puzzle put together, I realize these guys were way ahead of us. And now as I'm putting more and more of the pieces of the puzzle together, right, and I've taken stuff from Soros and I've taken some stuff from Gross and Drunken Miller and things from other people, you know, Peter Schiff and Gerald Salente and all of these other people, Faber, and you start putting together this puzzle. And then it dawned on me as I was watching and reading the Bridgewater letter. They did it to us again. They're going to go now because it, it's, it's over. I mean, this, the, the, you know, and I've said this for the last few minutes, none of this stuff makes any sense. Come on, if you really looked at it rationally, it doesn't make sense. They're putting banks out of business with negative interest rates, period. I mean, you're you're essentially saying your currency isn't worth anything. And then I got to the realization, that's what they're going for now. You know what? It broke. They knew it was going to break. We knew it was going to break. You know, and Eric and, and I have been trying to educate people. You know, we, we've every fiat currency in the world has failed. There's only one currency, one thing that has ever been money that still is money today, and that's gold. That's it. It's the only thing. All the other fiat monies of the world have failed. And then they try to strip those things out of your mind. You know, you think about the Boston Tea Party. It was a tax on tea and uh, had to do with paper fiat money. Well, and, and let's just say the paper fiat money thing had a much bigger piece. There was other factors, obviously. But they want to rewrite history like it didn't happen. Nobody wanted the fiat money anymore, and all of a sudden now they wanted silver for tea and other things. And none of the colonists had any silver. And they have any gold. Why? Because they told them to get the paper money. And they were mad. But now I see it clearly. You know, for a hundred years, 
They played this little game. They took power. Really, they did it very, very carefully, right? Cloak and dagger. And they got the power. They got the people in position in Congress and and manipulated the system and took over. So a bloodless coup. Right? We talk about like Andrew Jackson. Jackson's on the twenty. Remember, they're talking about, hey, we're going to have to put a woman on some of the paper. Andrew Jackson would, is rolling over on, in his grave about being on fiat money. You know, we operated without a central bank for over 100 years just fine in this country. Didn't have one. Didn't need one. We didn't have things like inflation. We didn't have deflation. If a gallon of milk cost cost five cents and eighteen hundred, it cost five cents and eighteen ten and eighteen twenty and eighteen thirty and eighteen forty. It had tremendous buying power, but now it's much clearer. Now they've lost control, and now they're setting us up for the big one. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Something radical is coming, and here here it is. I'm just going to break it down as plainly and simply as I can. They're going to ride, ride this out to the end. You're going to get not a, a marrow, not a northern hemisphere currency, not a European currency. We're going to get a new world digital currency, and it's going to be digital. It's going to be digital. Cash will be outlawed. They're going to go into every one of these banks, and they're going to take what they need. They're going to take what they need out of your bank account, and then they're going to revalue it into some form of digital currency. That's what's going to happen. I'm convinced of it now. I should have been convinced of that five years ago, but I didn't have enough pieces of the puzzle to put together yet. It's obvious, because this policy, it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. But now I get it. They knew it. Hey, it was coming to an end. It was just a matter of time. And by the time everybody figures it out, they'll be glad we did it. That's how bad things are going to get. This grind, this slowdown, it's going to intensify. It's only going to get worse. And then people will be begging for something. And that's why you cannot be late to the party. Uh, today, I've got, I've got three or four different things that I have still available uh, this week we ran $10 Indian. You could buy two $10 Indians than less than a $20 gold piece. You buy a $10 Indian for less than a $10 Liberty. Never happened. I still got 20 of them left at $750. You're saving 30 bucks a coin there. I only have 20 of them left, but I got those left. I have in stock. I mean, I've got them laid out here on my table. I have those proof one-tenth-ounce American Gold Eagles. We ran those last week. I've got 20 of those left. They're in their box, the blue box. They've got their certs. I mean, they're awesome. A regular one-tenth-ounce Gold Eagles, $165. For five more bucks, 170 bucks, you get a proof. 
That's $15 a coin less than you can buy it for on the Mint's website when they actually have them. And here's here's another great part. All of them that I have are 80s and 90s, which makes them even more collectible, even better an opportunity. I've got 20 of those. They're $170. U.S. Silver Eagles are $490. I'm going to take five bucks off a roll all day today. So $485 on U.S. Silver Eagles. If you're out there and you're looking for me to put a portfolio together for you, you know what, if you've got ten, twenty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000 and you're not sure what to do, call me. We've got a great opportunity. It really is one of those rare summers where things got so bad in Europe. Usually Europe shuts down for a month. And all the premiums on gold go out of sight because that's where most of the gold had been coming from. They didn't go on vacation this year. That's how busy it is. 800-951-0592. Put some more money away. Put some more hard assets away. Get yourself out of this fiat garbage. The Bank of England today said, yeah, it's really not worth anything. We're not going to pay any interest on it anymore. We're just going to make money out of thin air, start buying stuff like everybody else. The largest hedge fund on the planet, Bridgewater Capital, $150 billion under management, says, hey, you know what's next? Yeah, the new radical policy. Hand out money to everybody until it collapses. Patriot Radio News Hour. Eric and I will be back tomorrow. Everyone take care. Have a great day.